0: All right. Welcome guys. Hello. I don't know what episode number this is, but you just have to read the title and you'll figure it out. Um, so I'm here with my friend, Luke. Welcome. Good
1: morning.
0: So he's got the best voice in the world. He's actually a singer and a very good singer. And I really wanted to get him on for a couple of things. We're talking about everything. We're talking about manifesting. We're talking about horrendous dates. We're talking mm. about, um, kind of being resilient because you've like, you know, the hustle of, you know, your industry, right? Which is intense. Um, as a singer, so you've gone through like peaks and valleys, although this is, now it's getting good. Things are.
1: It's quite peaky at the moment. Yeah, it's quite
0: peaky at the moment. We're loving this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're very excited, but I think that when we're just going to dive straight,
1: straight in. Go in hard.
0: Yeah, let's go in hard. Let's can we do a bit of an introduction about yourself? Sure. Go on. Tell me about, okay, well, your name's like, oh no, we're going to talk about, I want you to say in the following, you're going to introduce Your singing career, very like wrap it up quickly, how it started, everything. And then the fact that we were just discussing this on the way here and he was saying that he came out only like six months before we met. And I'm like, I cannot imagine you being straight or or, like
1: coming across. (laughs) (laughs) I did a really good job. Whenever I do radio interviews, I put on my really straight voice and I'm like, yeah, like blah, blah, blah. And people are like, I was listening for your interview, but I couldn't hear it because there was some other dude. (laughs) Yeah, no.
0: I just can't imagine that. Okay, so let's, yeah, let's start on, actually, let's start with the coming out.
1: Okay. Okay, sure. I came out when I was living with our mutual friend, Lucy. Lucy, which
0: so many listeners would know Lucy and Nikki from the Happy Hour podcast. Yes, right. So
1: I used to live with Lucy Jackson um, and her ex, Maddie. Yeah. They were both my housemates. And I was 24 when I came out. And I remember... Wow,
0: that's ages ago.
1: She was like one of the first friends that I came out to because <clears throat> I had like auditioned for this um, agency or something and there was the like the, the big sexy manager dude um, who was quite a bit older than me and he wanted to have dinner with me and it kind of turned into this flirty thing and before we knew it, we were going on a date mm. without... Uh, that, that wasn't my intention. And he came and picked me up one afternoon to take me to dinner, and he get, gets out of the car and walks over to me. God, he, was, he looked like Jack Gyllenhaal. Hall. He was so hot. <laughs> oh my God,
0: and, um, I love this. And then. And you still were not out. I was not hand. out. Okay. I was not
1: out at all. Not out to anyone. Um, and um, I, I walked over to him, and he kind of gets out of the car and gives me a hug and a kiss. Unbeknownst to me, Lucy's sitting in her car out the front of our house, and she's like barping her horn, <laughs> going,
0: Hi, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm mortified. And I ran over to the window and I was like, oh, it's just like, it's a booking agent. It's just taking me for dinner. It's just like a wooing thing. I think I'm I I blah, 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 blah. You know, like I couldn't even talk. And then she was like, yeah, like whatever. And then, so I <laughs> went was like, for oh, dinner. And then um, a few days later, I was like plagued with guilt that I'd lied to her. And I was like, so I'm, I have to tell you something. She's like, like you're gay, whatever. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, oh. She's like, Luke, you're so gay. <laughs> of course. Like, and she I was would like have this horrified coming, like, that people away. knew. She's like, I found it really kind of uncomfortable that you're having sex with women to begin with. And I was like, well, that was only a couple. Let's be real. <laughs> um, and that was kind of the beginning of it. I remember shortly after, while I was living there, I tried to have sex with a girl. Um, shout out to Beck, who I used to sing with. <laughs> Best, is, is best Bec... last read of my, my <laughs> straight life, and um, I, to I still to this day can't work out whether it, I was severely intoxicated or whether I just couldn't do the straight thing anymore. But I couldn't get it up.
0: I reckon that because wh- you had come out by that point, though
1: I had come out by that. So point, I think yeah.
0: I think you just like, I think you just knew who you were by that point, and yeah. you were just like, no, I'm I'm comfortable with who I am. This is now no longer a narrative I have to it's play out. That's
1: disappointing. I did enjoy having sex with girls. Oh well, that's honest. good. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a go again.
0: Oh, look, I can't picture it. But, I mean, by all means. <laughs> Me I'm, I'm, neither. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, but I need to be the
0: first one to know if it
1: happens. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I need to be the first one to <laughs> say for the and I was like, look up. Worst people to have sex with. <laughs> let's book that in. No, we'll live stream it. <laughs> talk,
0: oh, talk about live stream. Okay, or let's don't. do it. <laughs> not Before we go into your singing career, can we just mm. quickly touch on um, the latest person that you have been seeing? Would you even call it seeing?
1: Yeah, he cooked me breakfast. So okay, I that's think that, that constitutes seeing, like, right?
0: Like, definitely constitutes it seeing. Like, big time. That's a very strong, bold move. Yeah. So let's. How did you meet?
1: Um, online. Oh, mm-hmm. my phone's well, not on so right. silent. I'm oh, so I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. Um, online. <laughs> Good times,
0: as most people do. But.
1: On Twitter, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- I was
0: expecting an app.
1: So you know that night that we went out for dinner with Liv?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, a couple of weeks ago, that was when we kind of communicated, and and when I said that I was going home, I was actually going. That's to a booty right. Call. I remember
0: that. Oh, yeah. and guys, if you listen to the Liv episode, because I mentioned on the with on the episode with Liv just before that I was going on a date, and my first date in like forever. Yes. So that's actually Luke's. Friend, I met this guy through Luke. Yes. Yeah. So yes. and it was all on the same night. Wow. It was. You so met the date I met and I the met date the and not then, so date. And then yeah. And you, <laughs> you met So the it was a times. booty call, right? It yep. was a
1: booty call. I was like a bit boozy, and I was like, you know, like a one night stand. And I don't stay the night. I'm like thirty, and I've been burned, and I've got baggage, so I do not stay the night well, we're anymore. We're gonna revisit this, yes. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> And he was like, you're welcome to stay the night. And it really felt like he was asking me to stay the night, even though he was just being polite and saying yeah. you're welcome to. And I stayed the night. And That's I, amazing. Like, For you, this is a big deal. Huge. And we, like, had sex a few times and it was really good. Great kisser. Am I supposed to go into this yeah, much detail? Yeah, of course.
0: hundred <laughs> the, percent. The listeners want details. But,
1: so the clincher is, right, that he is – Um. We call him a porn star, but he's really an OnlyFans star. 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 Yeah, Yeah, he's a really, he's an up and coming OnlyFans guy. And you know, like some people have OnlyFans for exclusive content.
0: And sometimes it's literally just photos. Sometimes it's more than just photos. And
1: musicians sometimes have like B side tracks that they kind of release through an OnlyFans. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it's quite a a broad thing, but we know it as.
0: Of course.
1: Softcore porn. Yeah. His, on the other hand, is hardcore porn. Um. So it's proper, like sex,
0: like full. So yeah. people pay, and do, who with the other OnlyFans stars? Yes, or? it's like okay, a, it's like, like the
1: influencer world. So oh they, oh my god, will you
0: collaborate.
1: They collaborate with people that have bigger followings, so that they can kind of like cross promote one another. Oh my god! Via it's, sex, it's via intercourse. <laughs> it's actually
0: clever if you think about it.
1: It's so. I mean, it's it's a great business model.
0: Look, I don't know much about the porn industry, but it's better that way. Because you you've got the control. You know what I mean? Like 100%. if you're going to do porn, I would imagine that's the way to go because you're controlling it. You don't have like, you're not getting ripped off. You don't know. Like it's totally. your content. You're collaborating with who you want to collaborate. Yeah. It's probably 100%. the future of 100%. porn.
1: I mean, it's it's the world of social media. Like it, it only makes sense that yeah. it would happen for porn as well.
0: No, that's so true.
1: Um, how Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it was a one night stand. He was a great guy. Yeah. Um, and But that factor meant, that it was just a physical thing. Yeah, you're thing. like,
0: I'm not going to date totally. him. Because he's a porn star, essentially. <laughs>
1: totally. But then. But then I ended up there two nights later. Yeah. I spoke to her,
0: you're like, I just stayed the night again at the porn star's house. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I don't know if I stayed the night the second time. Because, remember, we were kind of like getting into it and I reached for the bottle of lube. Yes. And it was a different bottle from two nights before. So,
0: obviously, there'd been multiple...
1: In and between. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, a new bottle. And he was like, oh, yeah, I ran out of that <laughs> last one. And I was like, in 48 fucking hours, you <laughs> ran out of bottle loop." <laughs> and then the next thing that night was that he reached for, um, he's like, oh, let me turn on some mood lighting. And so he like reaches over the side of his bed and flicks on a light. And I was like, why is that not a lamp? Like, that's really weird. And I kind of like sat up to see what the light was. And it's a, a ring light that had the... Like the, a full
0: on, like Yeah, a, the dimmer a, was
1: turned down on a little ring light that has a little... A, a, you know, thing where to you're... To hold
0: the phone. Yes. So this a, is like a, tripod, a production set up. Like tri- yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah was, I was in a production set and then I was quite offended that he didn't ask me if I wanted to be on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually said something. I was like, so do you just like film everyone you have sex with feeling like totally undesirable because he <laughs> wasn't filming me? And then he goes, oh, I mean, I, I just usually ask. And I was like, okay, so you didn't ask me. Why so what's that me? about? Like, and he's
0: like... I mean, that could be an insult or it could be a compliment. Right. right? And he goes...
1: He goes, well, I just – I didn't think that you'd want to. I was like, I definitely don't want to, but it would have been nice to be asked. <laughs> I would have been desired. Uh, that's so funny because,
0: yeah, look, you never would have said yes. That's that's damaging to your brand. Totally. We can't have that.
1: Well, we nearly had it on the weekend, didn't we? Yeah. On my Instagram yeah. story. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Can you please tell that right yeah. now?
1: I mean, so fast forward, we, we haven't stopped hanging out, and I've v- v- very vocally voiced that – I hate the fact that he has an OnlyFans account. Like, I hate that side of things. Yeah. And he was like, Is it a big deal for you? And I was like, Yes. Like, because, I just. Because, like,
0: obviously, this guy wants to spend time with you. For him. Right. We don't know exactly what his intentions are, but it's clear that he doesn't see this as just a one night stand. He enjoys seeing you. He wants to see you again. And he's even questioned you about, like, is this a deal breaker? So, yeah. obviously, the idea of wanting to then progress with you is in his head. Otherwise, he wouldn't be asking you if this is a deal breaker.
1: Yeah. And I think that. Um, normally I feel like a crazy person by going, um, so, you know, what are your intentions? Because A, B and C don't work for me and blah, 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 Mm. blah, blah. But we've both been really, uh, been able to kind of really openly have that conversation without it feeling uncomfortable, which has been super nice. Um, and we just keep hanging out and he'll do something that pisses me off. Like he'll say, I've got to upload some content and I'll go, don't say that. Like, I don't want to hear about that. You know that it's an issue for me in a dating scenario. Like, I mean, if you want an OnlyFans account. More power to you, but yeah. I don't want you to be my boyfriend if you're having sex with other people. Exactly. Is the bottom line. No,
0: and that's fair. Um, but and you've you've communicated that to him, but I think like what you were saying, you're like, is it that much of an ask <laughs> to want to date someone that's not shagging? I mean, multiple people. Yeah, <laughs> in 48 hours. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> and I hate that I felt like I needed to justify the fact that it made me uncomfortable. Yeah,
0: it's like that should be a given. Yeah, that should be the standard.
1: Well, I, one would think so. Yeah, but gay world is a whole nother. It's a different kettle ball of fish, game. I game. Yeah, kettle of fish. Yeah. All of the analogies. Yeah. Um, so the the story. Um, oh. So, yeah. obviously, he's not camera shy, um, and we've been spending a lot of time together. And I, he looked really hot the other day, and um, we had this joke in my my friend group about young boys having quite. Um, Erect Penises yeah, Like more erect than older guys Like guys in their 20s They stand really Which we love for them We love that for them Yeah Anyway so we had Been spending some physical time together Um, And he's
0: not camera shy as you said Not
1: camera shy And he had um, Said I'm going to go for a shower So he goes for a shower Still standing well and truly at attention Goes for the shower Comes back from the shower, like five or six minutes later, he's driving himself off, drops his towel, and he's still as excited as he was <laughs> when he left the room. And me, like I I died down like 15 hours ago. Like I'm 30 <laughs> years old. Come on. And I so I like pulled out my camera and filmed him for like two seconds with his like super crazy erect penis because because of a conversation that I've had with my friends, yeah. right? And he um, doesn't
0: care. He's probably loving no. it. No. And
1: his face wasn't in it and his body's like, he's built like a brick shit house. Like he's amazing. He's got a great rig. And so then the next day I'm at a gig. I'm at, um at opera bar cause I sing there sometimes. And, um, I was telling my singer DJ friend Erin about it and she was having a laugh and I was like, Oh my God, I'll send it to you. It's hilarious. That's mistake number one. FYI, I don't send nudes to other people yeah. if. You know, whatever. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah. So smart me. I'm like, you know what? I'll send it on Instagram so it disappears and she doesn't have, like, you know, protect his privacy, whatever. And so then I'm singing away, blah, blah, blah. My phone starts blowing up.
0: <laughs> and um, what? So you've got it on the side there while you're singing. You it was like resting on the DJ
1: decks. Okay. Yeah. So I'm singing and I can see it like buzzing. And normally it's just away for 45 minutes because I sing for like 45 minutes at a time. And it. it so it's lucky I'm, that it was out. It's lucky that it was out. And and I it was all of my friends ringing me repeatedly and lots of messages and I was like this is, I'm just gonna like yeah, quickly like duck away something's, something's obviously up. happened yeah so I jumped off and and answered a call and it was my friends going your Instagram story take <laughs> down your Instagram story <laughs> and like sheer horror <laughs> and I jumped on and I had posted this guy walking around naked with, with an this erection huge erection on my Instagram on story. on your Instagram
0: story where you've got a lot of people because like. We're going to now go into your career, but, like, you've been on The Voice. Like, you've got a lot of people that follow you that have, like, followed your career for a while as right. a singer, yeah. not as a porn star. No, so for them to start, like, it's like, you know, you singing, Look at Opera Bar, Look at a gig, Dick. Yeah. On the story.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was literally me singing and then Dick. <laughs> and
0: then you called me, you're after. like, my grandmother has Instagram. Look,
1: yeah. I had, yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I've never been so mortified. That happens to other people. That that happens to Lucy Jackson, that, that kind of stuff. You, yeah, that yeah, doesn't yeah. happen to me. And I was shaking Sh- and I just quickly pulled it down. It was up for five whole minutes.
0: That's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time in, in the world of Instagram, I feel. And yeah. that was on a, what, a Saturday afternoon. Like, yeah. it's not like some fucked time, no. but like normal people are online at yeah. that time.
1: Like my family up in Queensland saw it. <laughs> I got calls the next day. They. they- <laughs> And the, but they all thought it was me. They thought that I was the one with the hot body and the big dick, which I don't hate.
0: Well, this is actually, this is probably, <laughs> you're probably going to clean up with dates now.
1: <laughs> I should just roll with it. I should post it again and yeah. say, it me. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Deleted it, but thought I'd repost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shit. And that's that one. I'm really enjoying his company. It is what it is.
0: It is what it is. But okay. So then the other day you, he was going to cook you breakfast and you're like, no, see ya.
1: Yeah, I was like, I've got breakfast with Alexis. I've got to go.
0: And then you left. And then last night, he yeah. didn't even give you a chance to leave. He's like, Nah, I'm, I'm locking totally. this man. The
1: third night in a row. And yeah. and then the next morning, he just gets up and cooks breakfast while I'm having a Zoom meeting in his lounge room. We're dating. We're, we're together, you're, you're aren't we? You're an item.
0: Fuck. You're an item. You are <laughs> dating a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> this story will go down. This is great.
1: Yeah, I think it's just nice to... Um, remember what it's like to spend time with someone and, and get to know someone.
0: Like in an affectionate, nice way, totally. you know, it's not this thing. of And like you said, you know, you've been burnt, which we're going to cover, but it's not this thing if, you know, go in, have a good time, but then your wall stays up, yeah. self-protection mode, and you're like, I'm going to leave before there's any opportunity of me feeling right. in any way, shape or form rejected. So I'm out, totally. you know? Um, so yeah, it is nice. Yeah. It's nice that you've got this, you know, fun. And he's, he's really into you.
1: So, yeah, was, we didn't even have sex the other night.
0: He's so into you.
1: He's really into me.
0: And you're sending me that video of him like massaging your back. Yeah. I'm like, this is very romantic.
1: I, yeah. If only. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's nice. It's really nice.
0: If only he wasn't a porn star. If... <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your singing career. Let's have said, it's perfect transition. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, you've. you Oh cuz I also want to talk about when you were singing in Germany. So let's talk about when was the first cuz you've auditioned for like the big shot. Like you've been singing forever, yeah, right? Ages. For right. And then you did auditions for was it X Factor?
1: You were there, weren't you? I was at
0: the audition, yeah. not not auditioning. I was with Lucy. With, so like, you
1: made did you have signs? I feel yeah, like Yeah, we, we made signs. signs. It was, was so the funniest nice.
0: thing in the world cuz it was Lucy, Maddie and me that came to watch you. <laughs> and, and Lucy was just so desperate for you to get on that show. And the judges were like, "Arming and Ang, you had already two yeses, I think." Yeah. And then like Guy said yes. Um who I can't was remember that? who was the per- the third person that was arming and angling.
1: Was like Chris Isaac maybe? I can't remember. I can't so remember who it
0: was. But the cameras because we were like in a group and because we had the signs, the cameramen were like right up in our grill. Filming our reaction, so obviously if you got on <laughs> the show, they would then be broadcasting yeah. that on national television. But Lucy's so dramatic, as we all know, and she's <laughs> holding this sign, <song, laughs> screaming. And you know when Lucy gets, like, really emotional, when she screams, her voice goes so husky. and yeah. Like, yeah. And she's screaming, give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> and she's like, come on. But she looked like she was at, like, a footy match. Yeah. Like, she was so... <laughs> And I was like, I'm just going to lean right out of the shot. And so I was like sitting all the way back and there's Lucy waving, red face screaming. But the annoying thing is, is then you got, you, they said yes. Yeah. You got pushed onto the next one. So then I was so excited that A, you were going to be on the show, but B, Lucy's face was going to be on national TV. But then they just.
1: Well, yeah. Because you sign a contract that goes, if you, even if you get yeses by the judges on the day, if you kind of don't, fit in with the story they're trying to tell they can pull you from the competition so i got pulled by the producers after even
0: though it was the yes
1: the big dramatic performance emotions yes you're through to the next round and then i just kind of disappeared because <clears throat> the producers didn't want me on the show i suppose that was when was that like 2015
0: uh, 15, yeah yeah, yeah that maybe was, like yeah. five or six years ago that's the year that i moved to sydney
1: yeah right mm-hmm. yeah that was so funny yeah i guess um
0: But that's pretty hard, I would imagine. Like, that's fucked.
1: I mean, do you know what? At that point, I reckon from when I was about 14 or 16, I had auditioned for like 10 shows. Yeah. Because I felt, I had felt like coming from Townsville, that was the only way in to an industry that I wanted to be in. Yeah. That was the only way that I had access. So, um, but it's also about um, telling a story, right? So, if your story and where you're at in your life aligns Mm. with the story that the show's trying to tell, it's less about talent and less about what you've kind of got to offer and more about that, that kind of thing, yeah. which I didn't know at the time.
0: It, it is a little bit annoying because <clears> <throat> then it, it I, I understand it's for TV, so I understand they want a story. I get that. But I remember there was right. one season of – and this is with – do you remember So You Think You Can Dance? Yes. And then like my friends and I used to call it in high school, we used to call it So You Think You've Had a Hard Life because the only people they'd put through are people with this hectic 100%. backstory Yeah, and it's kind of like – which obviously that's great, but then it – it, then you not only have to be good, but you have to have this hectic backstory that fits into, like you said, the narrative of the show. So it's a bit annoying for someone that might have a great story, but what if they don't even want to share it? Like what, you know, you might mm. be on that show with an amazing talent and you just think, I want to keep my story private. Right. Then that's not enough for the producers. You right.
1: Know? Yeah. I mean, then you need to find another avenue, I suppose, yeah. because at the end of the day, they know what gets ratings.
0: Well, that's right. And at the end of the day, that's, that's what the show is for. It's, yeah. They just want ratings. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, so what happened? So I did that, right? And obviously went nowhere. Mm. But all the while, I kind of have been singing professionally um, for the last 10 years. Maybe like the last six years, it's been my full-time job. Yeah. Um, well, that's
0: it. Like, I think you quit <clears throat> working your full-time job in that year that I moved. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then you've just been singing, like gigging.
1: Gigs, Doing a lot of gigs. session work and recording and backing vocals. So from then I um, got a backing vocals gig for like Christina Arnoux and Casey Donovan. I
0: remember that. That yeah. was awesome. I had yeah. like
1: 48 hours to, to learn this set for some NITV gig, right? And then that kind of started churning and I ended, ended up signing with um, their manager. And he kind of took me from wedding singer to gave me a bit of an identity as an artist which is then when I went to to Germany to headline that so how
0: did that happen because that's insane
1: well I was about to drop um my first single um and he was quite connected in the LGBT market and he was like you've just come out let's kind of weave this into your career story and um and I suppose he just kind of started selling me and they they took it they took the song as the theme song for the event for that year and yeah, it was wild. I was there for 4 days. I flew in, did the gig, flew out.
0: Yeah. Some, that's insane. And I remember crazy. you sending me like footage of that and it was like the crowds were insane. You were like in some sort of castle kind of what was it? Like up
1: Yeah, was, so it's it's really crazy. Over in Germany or in Munich, it's the one day a year where the church opens up the church grounds. Um, for a secular party and it's the the mardi Gras essentially which amazing. is really crazy How good's that? um so it was this cobblestone like large courtyard thing and I was singing in like a, a tower I had my like oh Rapunzel my God. moment yeah it was <laughs> sick
0: that's so good and then you were saying that you were sitting at this table with for autographs and there was like this massive line
1: yeah it was like why can't I be this famous in Australia <laughs> I
0: know I had like my own
1: security.
0: That is so great. And you were doing like interview, radio interviews beforehand. Yeah, I from was Australia. like all
1: over the newspaper that morning, and I had no idea what it said. But I was just stoked that my p- face was be on the front. Dead. I'd <laughs> be so excited.
0: Like this is a big deal. Yeah. So that it was, was funny. huge. And then didn't you even do something at Mardi Gras here, like an after party? Or yeah, something? I
1: sang at the after party. That's that was huge. That was sick. That was really really cool.
0: So you've had some big moments.
1: Yeah, I've done some really cool cool gigs. Um, and then I suppose we we ended up parting ways because that was not the best for my mental health, that relationship. yeah, um, Great guy. We did some great stuff together, but it just kind of got to a point where, you know, I think with a manager relationship, it's kind of like a, a bit of a marriage. Sometimes yeah. it runs its course.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, it evolves and sometimes it gets to a point where you grow apart. Yeah, 100%. Sure.
1: And we got to that stage together. So um, we parted ways and then I got contacted by The Voice. Um, because, um, obviously at that point I had kind of flourished into this LGBT advocate kind of artist singer thing. And, um, they, it was the same year that, um, marriage equality was a really big deal. So that was the story that the voice was wanting Mm. to tell, I'd say. Um, and so they had their first gay kiss. They, you know, had me, they had a really flamboyant guy. And, um, so I was part of a story, which meant that I kind of had this path paved for me and I was going to do well on the show and um, then I came 12th which was really cool.
0: Yeah, and you were with um, Boy George.
1: I was with Amazing. Boy George. Yeah. That, that was, was a really good fun. yeah,
0: yeah. So, okay, from that I watched you there as well. That was so You fun. came to the audition, right? Yeah, I did. It was the audition where I think it was it was like a battle, one of the battles.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right.
0: Yeah. That was so good. What did I sing? Oh. About it. <laughs> it was like a really cool like Was it ain't nobody? Yes, 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 it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, oh, that, was, that was, fun. was so good. That was, that was fun. great. Your outfit was great. It was just a great day. Was, they gave me some good jackets. Yeah, didn't like they? really good jackets. Yeah. That was amazing. And that I mean it was a long day for you guys. I think I was there for I want to say six hours.
1: It's a long day for the audience.
0: Yeah, but I reckon worse for you guys. Like, that would be intense. It's
1: just a long time to be nervous. Yeah. Because then your, like, adrenal g- glands are, like, you Yeah, know. like, drained. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Totally. Yeah.
1: Totally. It's, um, it's what you got to do, you know.
0: So then, okay, so The Voice happened. Yep. That was great. Yeah. And then, so now I want to talk about, you know, with career. And you mentioned once after The Voice that you were going to have a meeting with someone... It was like a, a record, I don't know, but you were gonna have a meeting and they the first thing that they sat down and said to you was something along the lines of, just because you've been on a show, this doesn't necessarily mean this. And then you went on you were explaining to me, <clears throat> being like, if anyone knows the hardship of this industry, it's me. Like I don't need to be told that this doesn't equal this or this doesn't equal right. that. You know, it's like it would be frustrating to sit down and have someone be like, look, we know you've achieved this, we know you've achieved that, but that doesn't necessarily equal, you know, signing with a record straight away, it doesn't equal that. And you would just, I remember you telling me, being like, I don't get my hopes up with this stuff anymore. It's more, you're more focused on kind of the actual gigs that you're doing, the actual work that you're doing. It's not these meetings that may or may not turn into anything
1: at all. Totally. I mean, I've had a million, million of those almost kind of meetings. I remember when I first came off the show and I met with the head of Universal Music, mm. which was crazy. I, uh, and it was to talk about the contract and, and potentially signing and whatever. Anyway, so we sat in his office and he was like, what do you want? You know, what do you want to do? And I kind of told him and, and then he goes, listen, we've got this track that I've got no one on my, my roster that could sing. He go, um, I'll book the studio, Come and lay down a demo. Let's see if you can do it. And I had kind of um, placed so much anxious energy on that moment mm. that I made myself sick. I was like coughing up blood. I was oh so crook. So when I went in to record it, it was obviously subpar, right? Um, and then like four weeks later, the song was top ten on the charts with someone else singing it, right? What? So I was driving around and it was that really – it was such a moment for me because mm. I was like almost, 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 almost – no, you, you, you kind of panicked about it too much and you wanted it too much. Um, So from then I started to kind of really let go of that and just go, what do I enjoy? What do I not enjoy? What makes me feel calm and still and, and, Mm. you know, love what I do. And I've found a kind of found a way to focus on that. So yeah, I've, I've had a, a meeting recently um and they were talking about you know branding and aligning this and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. just because you've done this doesn't it? And you know in my head I like this is not my first rodeo I've had yeah. this conversation it's a like million I've times in through this I know
0: you're the lo- like it's like you're the last person that needs to be told that and totally. you almost have to go through it as well you know this and whether it's in singing or acting or any job I think like what you said when you hold on to something so tight or when you want it so badly I think the the reason why you end up resisting it is because along with the want, there's so much fear of not getting it mm-hmm. so I think if it was just p- if you were able to purely want something so badly but not have any stress of it not happening right, it probably would happen, yeah. you know, but I think that the more you want something, the more you can't the more you don't want to picture life without it yeah. you know if there's this possibility happening and you could get this track and you could get this manager, you could land this role or job or whatever. Then you start to really factor in all the possible negative scenarios as well 100%. of losing it, and and so you you literally end up resisting it with that energy. And like you said, I think you had like such a, a battle in your head. That's probably why you made yourself sick because mm. this would have been so important to you, and it meant so much, and you'd done all yep. this background work to get to where you were. That you know, I I had a few moments, close moments with acting as well. <clears throat> where I like nearly made it onto like a big show at the time um, on Channel 10 and it was between me and another girl and they even had us in for a chemistry read with the cast Mm. and I went in and it was so annoying because after that moment, I was like, I need to stop being so emotionally attached to the outcome of acting
1: This is the thing. It was
0: fucked. It was fucked. Even the director was like looking at me, turning to the casting director being like, where did you find this girl? Where did you find her? Oh, my God. To my face. And then afterwards I'm like, why the fuck would you do that in front of me? Because then they obviously went with the other girl. But it took them 10 days to decide. And, yeah.
1: I think that's the tricky thing, right? And I was going to say you would know from your acting history is that if you're a salesman – you're selling a product, mm. but if you're an, a, like a creative or an artist, you're, the product that you're selling is you. Yeah. So there's this really unhealthy emotional attachment to the product that can kind of get in the way of mm. the sales pitch. Yeah. I think.
0: Big, uh, 100%. I completely agree. You know? Because it's 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 you, it's your livelihood, it's what you want, it's your passions, it's your dreams. It's so raw. You're, you're pretty exposed yeah. without realising how exposed you are, you right. know? Right. And so, yeah, and you attach so much of it, right. and like you said, like a salesman, you're you're selling something else. If it doesn't sell that day, you're like, ah. It will at yeah. some point, but you're not thinking, this is a ticking time bomb. What if, you know, what if they get over it? What if they don't want to? What if someone else comes? You're not thinking those things, Yeah. whereas you do with yourself.
1: And I think, the, and we talk about this concept in so many different aspects of life, right? Like in dating, yep. act cool. Don't Don't chase too hard. Mm. And you know this concept because you've heard it before in some way, but until the penny drops, you don't actually get how effective it can be like yeah for example corona happened right so i'm stripped of i lost all of my work at the start of the year and so i was forced to go what makes me happy mm. what what is my identity outside i'm a singer because i'm not a singer I'm Luke who enjoys spending my time making music and, and singing, right? Yeah. So I had to go, who's but there's Luke? there's so
0: many, obviously, so heavily involved in pushing that. Totally. As part of you.
1: Totally. And then when I finally took myself out of that and, and kind of stopped chasing and started doing things that made me really happy, these opportunities start trickling into yes. your life because you leave space for them. Yeah. And that's... Something that you've probably tried to teach me a million times over the years, (laughs) but now because I was forced to, I have finally kind of learnt.
0: And you even had to move and everything. Like it was a huge transition for you. And I think had it not been that dramatic, you probably wouldn't be where you are now headspace wise. Yeah. You know, you went back home to Bundaberg in Queensland. And you were saying that one of the happiest times was when you were doing like work outdoors. I was like, like
1: concreting, digging holes and concreting. Yeah. And I was like, I feel I, like I have purpose. Yeah. For the first yeah. time in ages, you know. It's
0: amazing because you're more grounded. You're more, I feel like when you get to a place where you're really comfortable with yourself and with who you are. Yeah. And yeah, there were some moments like that for me as well where it's been where I've maybe had the least amount of money. Um, you know, I ended up quitting acting Because it just got to a point for me where I think I could have stayed doing acting and gotten to a healthy headspace and then loved it again. But I think where I was, it was just a tough year and I thought, nah, I'm quitting. And then now I don't regret it because then it's ended up being such a good journey, alternative journey for me. Right. But I think it could have been a great journey regardless. You never know. It's like that sliding doors thing. But... Then because I let it go, then I finally had a sense of calm about myself. I was like, well, that's done. I've closed that door. Yeah. Now, who am I? What do I love? What am I going to do? Yeah. And I didn't race into it. I kind of thought, well, I'm just going to chill for a bit. I had an undergrad. I was traveling. I was literally a bit all over the place. But not not one part of me was then stressing anymore about that's needing something. That's such a beautiful
1: season, isn't yeah. it? The whole, I don't have anything to do. I'm not achieving anything right now. Yeah but my mm-hmm. head and my heart feel so rested. So
0: rested. And it was so healthy for me because then there were creative things that I could do. I'm like, oh, I'd love to write. So then I just did like a blog, but that's not like my identity isn't attached to this and this isn't where I'm trying to make money from. So yeah. then I was like really enjoying that. It Like the thing failed, but I didn't care because I wasn't really attaching myself to it. And then I tried this and I tried that. And had it not been for all those attempts at all these things, mm. I would have never – gotten to where i am now i think it took that to get me here you yeah,
1: know yeah 100 percent. i love that But
0: like then so you returned to sydney when like as in this year yeah
1: so i left in march put everything in storage and then i came back in july i had two recording jobs to do and uh, was having a surgery and i was supposed to be here for three weeks and then just scooch back up to queensland but they closed the borders so i've kind that's of been right. here for four months yeah, nearly yeah, yeah, that's right um which has been good.
0: That's, it's yeah. It's been good. Yeah. Nice. No, um,
1: and have, it's
0: actually been amazing. And you've been gigging again. Like I you're have. You're, at, um, you're at Opera Bar again. Yeah. Which I'm going to go see you this weekend. I'm very excited.
1: You are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've got some corporate gigs coming through. Um, I'm doing the, going up to Brisbane this, like, I'm going up to Queensland this week and, and doing a, a gig for Channel 9 for, Christmas carols. Which yeah, is big you do the exciting. carols. That's
0: a big. That's a big gig.
1: I know. Yeah. it's good. I've been out of practice with the big gigs. It'll be. It'll be amazing. Be fun. I yeah, you'll be like in your element. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Yeah, it's
0: gonna be so good. I just hope you come back. I hope you don't get...
1: Oh, no, I will, because I'm going to move into your building, babe. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. We're trying to get Luke onto the wharf.
1: Yeah, I've been, like, wooing the real estate agent. Yeah, like, we, think, we think that we're going to get married, I think.
0: Yeah, we are not sure if he's straight or gay, but he's a gorgeous Jacob, man.
1: if you're listening.
0: Jacob, if you're listening, we love <laughs> you. Imagine if he is.
1: I think I've spoken Well, Well, about... did, did we talk about the, the the psychic reading that I had that said it was going to be, like, yeah, you'll know this person through a friend you'll meet him at the end of this year actually talk about tall, this tall dark yes. features yes did I tell you about that yes you have we did. got time to talk about
0: that we do have time and then we're just going to do like a couple of questions but yes we do okay. have time
1: so I had this psychic reading which I'm you know I grew up in church and I'm like uh, carry a lot of that Christian guilt with me so I don't, I don't <laughs> I'm not a huge advocate for like psychic reasons but <sighs> That's my best. friend had it done and it was really cool so I had mine done and um, she opened up with you've been living with your sister. She's your best friend. And my, sister's, my my little sister and I are so close. And she's like, oh, she's pregnant with a little boy. And oh she was pregnant God. at Amazing. the time. And she's like, he's coming fast and um, he'll be early as well. And her, she pushed for 12 minutes and <sighs> he came two weeks early. Um,
0: How? How does she know this shit? This is I wild. This know. is full, like, legit psychic. It's not those airy-fairy, know. like, there's a John in the room.
1: No, and she was really on the money with so many things yes. and talked about career stuff for me mm. um, that kind of came into fruition, you know, an online course that I'm working on. And yes. Well, how did we get onto this topic
0: again? Because we're talking about the, meeting your guy at right. the end of the year. So
1: then she says, you're going to meet your person this year. And I was like that and that language yeah. is the language that yeah, I use. Yeah, your person. That's
0: what I use as well. Yeah, like they're person. not my person and that's what I always say on the podcast. Like, if this person's XYZ, they're not your person. Like they're totally the- yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. totally. And and yeah, and we always talk about I can't wait till I meet my person. My yes. person. Yes. Um and she said he's tall, dark featured. That sounds so generic, but at the time it rang really true. <laughs> um and you'll know him through a friend, um, oh. so you know of him. You know his name. You might have crossed paths, but that's that's it. Um, and he's kind of in business, a little bit arrogant, but you'll really enjoy that about him. Um, I
0: love this. Well, imagine if it's him.
1: Well, he kind of fits the bill.
0: He does fit the bill, and he's a legend. Like really, really nice guy. Yeah, always down hey, for a you chat. You know what? He has suddenly.
1: a bit of a Vince Vaughn vibe. He
0: One hundred percent does. I'm which into we it. Love,
1: love Vince Vaughn. Love it. <laughs>
0: Good bod, good, like, broad shoulders. Yeah, big
1: yeah. big and meaty. And, yeah, I love that. And, like, gentle giant. He's so – I'm, I'm going to marry him. <laughs>
0: I think you need to marry him. We're he's going to be gay. Yeah, surely he's <laughs> gay. Please be gay. Okay, we're going to go into um, a couple of questions. Okay, this is just random questions, and okay. I'm going to ask them to you. Uh, how to keep a friendship not awkward after a date goes poorly?
1: So you're friends before you go on the date? Yeah. Or you want to maintain a friendship?
0: I think they're friends. We're going to presume they're friends. Okay. And then they've decided to go on a date and then it's gone a little bit shit, but they obviously want to still be friends.
1: I first of all celebrate the fact that you were like, you know what, could there be something here? Should we give this a go? I just think communication's a big thing. Mm. I remember I had an awkward moment with a friend and I was like, let's get on the phone and talk this out. And she was like... I've never really dealt with a friendship like this where something's happened and then you talk about it and you move past it. So I – and I'm a – like, I dive in. I yeah. love talking about shit if, if stuff 100%. goes wrong.
0: So I actually had this happen where I was friends with a guy, still am, he's a legend, and we hooked up once and – anyway, nothing ever happened, right? But – We still were messaging each other just as mates again. Like, we slipped back into the friendship thing, but the dynamic had changed a bit. Yeah. And then we weren't contacting each other that much, and it kind of wasn't – there wasn't anything there. But then he called me once out of the blue and was like, I just want to check in. He's like, are we good? And I'm like, yeah, we're fine. He's like, look, I'm just going to put it out there. Like, I don't know what's happened after we hooked up, but – I actually would hate to lose the friendship with you and that really meant a lot to me and I really just want to keep that friendship and I just wanted to check in and know if that was fine and I was like I respect that so much like that to me was so impressive because it also taught me something as well I'm like it made me realise that I was kind of avoiding even that conversation I was thinking, oh, it's a little bit awkward, but we'll be fine. Yeah, But I don't think you should wait for it to be fine. I, re- When he made that phone call, then then it truly did go back to normal. I love that. It was so, I was so respectful of that. that was and it's really never cool. as
1: scary. That conversation is never as scary as what you it, like you think it is. No, because the other person's probably thinking the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I was really, I loved it. I was like, this is great energy from him. And then so we could have, I reckon the friendship's even better after that because we're just open and honest. Um, How to be confident going on dates after a long-term relationship ending.
1: I mean, so what do you think? Because this is a you question, I think. I mean, I've been single for like four years. This is the first guy that I've kind of dated in that time. Exactly. But don't you reckon that you've really got to go through the really let yourself be single? Yes. And really let yourself kind of learn and stumble and fall over until the point where you're not desperately seeking it anymore.
0: 100%. I think you're going to know that you can enter any date, whether it's a total fail or a major success, and still be comfortable with who you are. That's when you can really... You know, I think that if your intention to go on a date is just to feel validated or feel like someone approves of you, then that's where you're going to constantly be feeling hurt, feeling that you're going to need to put your wall up. Because why would you need to put a wall up if you were your own support network in the sense of like in the sense of validating yourself? Like if you thought, oh, it might be cringe oh, it might be awkward but I'm not going to feel worse about who I am as a person if this date doesn't go well. So I think if you can do that groundwork, and you might want to do that groundwork not seeing anyone. You might want to do the groundwork sleeping around doing your thing. Like there is no right or wrong way of doing it. But as far as entering a date where you're trying to form a connection, a real connection with someone, you do need to get that healthy you know, sense of self that's not going to feel wavered if someone doesn't like you because it's not a rejection just because someone doesn't like you.
1: Do you know where you yeah. learnt that, learnt to be cool with you?
0: Um, It was definitely after, yeah, it was after the first breakup, the first big breakup. Yeah. Um, and I was really, I thought I was cool before that. I was like, I'm a strong, confident, independent woman. And then that really shook me. And then I noticed that I was so guarded, like so, right. so guarded. So I did a lot of work to like, you know, bring that wall down. I traveled a lot alone. I think doing a lot of things alone for me worked. Yeah. Then I dated that the, the toxic guy and that really helped too because then after that I was like, now I really know what I want and what I don't want. Yeah. And weirdly enough, after the pain of the toxic person, I was a lot more vulnerable after that because it made me realise like it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you do, if you date a bad person, they're going to be bad no matter who you are. It's not a reflection on you. It's just sometimes you cross paths with the wrong people and that's fine. It helps you grow. You just take it as a growth lesson and that's it. I didn't look at it as, oh, my God, I'm not good enough. I'm not this, I'm not that. It almost really helped in a weird way. Yeah, Yeah. nice.
1: You know, I learnt that on The Voice. Really? Because I was was of this like – desperately wanting people to like me and like my voice yes. and like what I was giving over yes. and I was destroyed when people didn't yeah and you know I get dms like oh like he's fat adam lambert that's what I got called oh. <laughs> <What the laughs> and it's fuck? hilarious now but at the time I was each one of those little stones would like
0: oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. so
1: I learned that um, that through that experience, yeah. that not everyone has to fucking like you. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. And, and that that's the
0: best—the value and
1: the beauty—and the thing that people do like about you is that you don't give a shit. Yeah,
0: people love that. It's yeah. the most liberating feeling in the world when you find out, when you realize within yourself that you no longer attach yourself to people needing to love you. Like, it's totally. the best when you just don't give a shit anymore. Amazing. Guys, we're going to wrap that up because we rocked up a little bit late to the studio, um, and our time is up. But thank you so. I'm going to get you back on in January because that. Please, like, thank yeah, you so much for having so me. was so good. I actually fucking loved this. So I feel like thank we've got you. Got so much to talk about. I know, <laughs> um, guys. If you do have any, que- I'm actually going to put um, links to your music in the show notes of the podcast oh, as thank well, you. like because you've got like some amazing songs up on um, that you can download off Spotify or stream. Spotify, yeah, yes. and he's got some epic, epic, epic music. So, and also. Um I'm gonna give you his Instagram handle which is at Luke Anthony. Is that Luke Anthony?
1: Luke Anthony P. P. Yeah. That's
0: it. Amazing. So yeah. Go follow him. He's a legend. Hilarious. You'll see him on my stories a lot. Well, not in the next seven weeks because you're going to Queensland. I'm going to Queensland. He'll be back and he'll be moving into my building. I will. Thanks, Jacob. In with
1: Jacob, obviously.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, thank you so much. Um, Be kind to yourselves. Be kind to your brains and don't take shit from anyone and don't take shit from yourself. Thanks. Bye. Bye.